live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. The headline was new endorsements for college athletes resurface an old concern, sex sells. And it was in the New York Times. And it comes to mind as we talk about this uh, young lady gymnast at Louisiana State University who is wildly popular on social media, how she's used that platform to, yes, bring more attention to her sport, but is it wanted attention? And there is some debate among people about whether or not this is positive for athletics in general, and in particular, women's athletics. And so I really, I'm interested because it's a hard one for me. Why? Because I see I, this is one of these where I absolutely see both sides, what, what both sides are claiming and what they're talking about. And so let's back you up and, and give you the impetus for why we first started paying attention to this. I think you were the first one to point this out to me when ABC did the story on this gymnast. They're like, oh, yeah, she's really popular. Like you knew of her. Right, because she's one of the, if not the highest She's made the most money out of any college athlete, I think, with more than $2.5 million or whatever it is. Her following on social media is incredible, and she knows how to play that game. Like She's done very well because she understands the role that she can play in order to increase popularity, increase uh, attention and bandwidth, and also make a lot of money at the same time. And what exactly is, you said she knows how to play that game. What game exactly is she playing? And people are debating that. So back you up and fill you in. Uh, we talked about this with you last week on Wisconsin's Morning News. They're talking about there's a group of nutbag teenagers just going out of their minds cheering for this college gymnast who actually on that day she didn't even compete in the right. event that they went to attend. And that's not inside the venue either, by the right. way. They're that's outside. like outside the venue waiting to maybe catch a glimpse of her walking to the team bus. Her name is Olivia Dunn. She's only 20 years old. She's a member of the LSU, uh, Louisiana State University gymnastics team. She has millions of followers, as Eric said, on both Instagram and TikTok. And she is making millions of dollars off it. Her worth estimated somewhere around $2.7 million. LSU knew Olivia Dunn would be a good gymnast. What they didn't anticipate was this. Olivia is Dunn's social media name. That's most likely how these young men who came out to see her at a meet in Utah know her. And on social media, the 20-year-old is a superstar. So NBC's Stephanie Gosk in a story for today this week. She actually interviewed Olivia Dunn and touched on a number of themes. You know, did you know these guys, you know, come out? And she's like, oh, yeah, she calls them my supporters. (laughs) Come on. But she'll take pictures with them. And she knows she's playing the game. And something else that that prompted me, because these guys were nuts, and apparently there were some reports that people who have gone there who have no interest in gymnastics, they're just there to see Mm -hmm. Livy, have kind of been disrupting these gymnastics meets that are sometimes invitationals with some of the best teams in the nation, and other athletes are out there trying to compete. They're not part of this whole mess, and maybe they're not TikTok stars. They're just trying to do their thing on the bars. They can't even hear the music when they're on the floor routine. (laughs) Right, yeah, because these guys are just being nuts and done to her credit actually posted like, Hey, cool that you guys are excited about this, but you have to be respectful of my fellow athletes. We're doing gymnastics here. Yeah. And that's what's first and foremost. But in the interview with Gosk at NBC, they did touch on another thing. So she's a social media star for a lot of reasons. She does TikTok dances and things like that, but there's also a little bit of a sex appeal to her 
which she seems to embrace and put out. Now, it's nothing untoward. I've looked through a lot of her stuff. It's nothing that I would call not tasteful, but it's like it's bikini pics and sometimes sexy poses. And Stephanie Goss asked her about that. For those who may suggest the nature of her content is to blame, she has this to say. As a woman, you're not responsible for how a man looks at you and objectifies you. That's not a woman's responsibility. Okay, fair enough. But the debate continues now in terms of what that means for athletics and women struggling for equality in athletics in the eyes of fans and also in terms of how they're paid for the sports that they do. Some of them are taking exception to this and saying that's great for you, but if the only way you're going to bring attention to women's athletics is by sexualizing yourself on social media, that's not where we want to go. Is that a step backward? Yes, and there's a coach from Stanford, uh, women's basketball coach from Stanford. Her name is Tara Vanderveer, and she she was vocal about it. And she said, she did call it exactly, a step back. And here's her quote. I guess sometimes we have this swinging pendulum where we maybe take two steps forward, speaking of women's athletics, and then we take a step back. We're fighting for all the opportunities to compete, to play, to have resources, to have facilities, to have coaches, and all the things that go with Olympic caliber athletics. This is a step back. So I think that's interesting because there's the one school of thought that is, look, if this brings more attention to, and actually I I should point out, of women's collegiate sports, gymnastics is popular. People will go out to that. So it's not a sport that's living in obscurity. It's not like women's crew, you know, or something. Or I played tennis. Nobody played attention to college tennis, okay. especially D3 St. Norbert. But I just mean like <laughs> my sport was one of those sports where we didn't have fans. Okay, oh, I get it. Right? I get it. Uh, but but gymnastics certainly has its fans in its own right. But if the one argument is if you're bringing more people out to these events and you're exposing them to women's uh, athletics, that's a good thing, even if she's getting them there through different types of means. I get you know what though, like so what what how many people become professional gymnasts? There, you there know barely I mean? is like, even a professional right, gymnast, right? Right. I mean, even those gym- that are in the Olympics have to work to like find endorsements and find ways to make money and make a living off of all of that training or whatnot. So I guess in my mind, what, this is an opportunity. She has an opportunity to to be successful and make some money. And actually, I'm sure she'll find some type of. I mean, she'll become some type of entertainment type person, right? When you expect. Uh, she'll be on television. She'll be doing something with multimedia in some fashion when she's done in sports. And I think she, her major is marketing, actually, yeah, right, to yeah. that so, point. So right. she's very successful in Pretty that. Pretty good at that. You know, not, not everyone gets to be a, a first-rounder NBA player that gets to be drafted and make a ton of money. Not everyone gets to play football or baseball, especially when you're a female. So here's her opportunity to like create some revenue for herself and try something and have the power to be able to make those decisions on her own. I don't know how you can call that a step backward. I guess the the argument is, what about the mildly sexualized nature of okay. her posts? Is that what's selling here? Is Are you attracting people? Well, the people? answer is yes, that right. is what's selling. And is that necessarily a bad thing? If that's an asset that you feel you have as a young, beautiful woman who's also great at sports, if that's an asset you feel you have that can attract people to your brand, yeah. whether they're there for gymnastics or not, is that necessarily a bad thing? 855-616-1620 is the Old National Bank talk and text line. Old National Bank, get old. Pancake would love to hear from you. 855-616-1620. would like to talk through it with you if you like, or send us a text as we continue our conversation. Commence primary ignition. Phone. 
Phone lines are open on Wisconsin's Morning News. Old National Bank talk and text line is 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. We'd love to hear from women on this as well. Uh, it's hard to tell on the text line sometimes if a name isn't included, man or woman. And I guess, you know, we all have stake in the game here, right? We're all interested. And I have two daughters who are athletes, and I want them to be successful in their sports. But they also want to be pretty and attractive women as they continue to grow up. And I support them in that as well. So just thinking about that, and I, you know, it's hard once you have kids, right? You view everything through their lens or oh, what sure, I want for my kid. Yep. Um, so I, I want them to be respected as athletes in their own right when they do their sport, but also recognize what this young lady has done. Talking about Olivia Dunn, she goes by Livy on social media. $2.7 million in net worth because of her postings about gymnastics and other things. Here's one from the 920 from the Old National Bank talk and text line. I don't like it, but I get it. Looking at her pictures, she's definitely using her assets and her gymnastics skill to propel herself in a short time frame, make money and position herself for what could be some sort of promising career with a nice starting base. And those who don't have that physical appeal to the masses don't have that opportunity. Maybe they won't be able to do that, but her fan base is a lot of men. So for obvious reasons that exists, and that is a bit unfortunate because it's clearly the sex appeal. I do wonder about that. So if she were to get into, if she is able to propel this, like this texter says, into whether it's some type of marketing, some kind of design, whether it's sportswear, something with gymnastics or whatever, you'd think that she will have an influence with both genders at some point. Maybe not right now. Maybe right now it's sure. mainly men. But I, I'm sure women will also look to this person if she becomes one who can influence and inspire, whether it's, like I said, fashion or, or some type of entertainment. Could she write? What if she produces a Lululemon-style line of sportswear, particularly for sure. women, but you could, you know, whatever that is, that brand could be super powerful given her following already. Uh, here's another one. It's the argument from the New York Times. It says it's women's empowerment, but true, but beating someone up is an exercise of power. Is it just? Is it right? Beating someone up? No. Exploiting your strength over someone is immoral. Exploiting your sexuality used to be considered so. Another instance of the corruption and moral decay plaguing our society. So that's a person who doesn't like it, doesn't like you, you know, agrees with the argument that sex sells but isn't happy about it. And sex has been selling for a long, long, long time, by the way. She's not the first. And whether or not it sets women back in terms of athletics remains an open question. 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talk and text line. Bob's on the line with us from Waukesha this morning. Hi, Bob. Good morning, Vince and Eric. How are you today? Uh, doing well. What do you think? Uh, I just think that every component of her life is simply dovetailing her major she's apparently an accomplished athlete if she's a, a gymnast at lsu uh that she's made uh, uh rightfully made money uh since they decided that that was appropriate for collegiate athletes but i think if the media would just leave it alone uh it would probably diminish or even go away you mean- i don't know I, social media is its own powerhouse i don't know if the media Unless you mean social media. I mean, she's got her own sites, Instagram. She's got millions of followers. Same with TikTok. Yeah, more power to her. I, and, 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 her and her assessment of the male uh, approach to the female is absolutely dead on. 
Right. She, her take basically, thanks, Bob. I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing. However you interpret that, that's on you. 855-616-1620. Let's go to uh, Ashley with us in Heartland. Hi, Ashley. Hi, good morning. How are you? Uh, good. So glad you called. So uh, help all the dudes here who are debating this <laughs> currently uh, with a female perspective on this. So I don't see why women can't have it both ways. Why can't they choose to sexualize themselves if they understand what that means and be taken seriously as a professional or as an athlete or whatever it is? Why does it have to be one or the other? Yeah, I, I love that take. I'm kind of with you on that. Then, you know, as someone in and it's, it's a different deal. Do you think this oh. steps back, though? Does this hurt women's sports? I don't know. I think if you're a phenomenal basketball player, your play stands for itself. Whether you're someone who sexualizes yourself or not is up to you on top of your skill level. But I don't, I don't really think one has anything to do with the other. I don't know why people perceive it as a step back. I'm with you on that. Thanks. Thanks so much for calling, Ashley. Yeah. I, I, you know, totally different, well, not totally different deal, but again, I was on TV. Mm-hmm. TV is a visual medium. How you look is part of what you do. And so I was around some of these conversations all the time when, and people think it's just women. We would get calls too. Somebody called and didn't like my shoes. Somebody called and didn't like my tie. Brown shoes, on, really? Remember you? I played that message for you, <laughs> yeah, right? That's great. So uh, certainly I think the women in our business got it more than the men, but people would comment on our looks all the time. And you'd have these people that would get bent out of shape. of I should be respected for my journalism and not how I look. Well, you're on TV and people are looking at you. So I never had a problem with it. I'm like, if I'm going to be on TV, I should expect people to comment on my looks. Why does it have to be either yeah, or? But, I, but at the same time... Why does every consumer think they have to make comments about how you appear? In terms of would I like to open the lines and love to have it? No, but just the fact that people had a take on what you looked like when you're you're on television, I thought that just kind of came with the thing. To Ashley's point, why does it have to be one or the other? You're either a great athlete or you're... You know, a social media sensation because right. you take a little some sexy pics. Can't you do both? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's apples and apples though. Especially it's when the it comes same to- thing. <laughs> me doing local television news, Eric. I'm sure you got it's lots. The same of, thing. You got lots of letters asking for your underwear and or I made, telling you to smile more and or I that made your hair millions is millions no of dollars. Well, well, I'll tell you what. I mean, you don't want to hear this, but listen. They asked. You got letters asking for your underwear. No, I was going to say. If doing this show in a bikini got me $2.7 million, sorry, you have to look at that every day. 829 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eight thirty-two on Wisconsin's Morning News. We've been talking about this situation in women's sports. You have a college gymnast who's wildly popular, has a huge following on social media. She there's a little value added in what she puts on social media. It's not all sports. A little bit of sex appeal to what she does. Her name is Livy, and she's bringing a lot of attention to issues in women's sports and how we use social media and marketing oneself. And who better to talk to about this? I'm so glad. And we have her on the line, world champion gymnast and Olympic medalist from right here in Wisconsin. Chelsea Memel is with us this morning. Chelsea, been a long time since we talked. It's so good to talk with you. Yes, it has. Thank you. So how closely is this being followed in your community, just the whole Livy situation and what's happening with it? Um, I mean, I would say it was, you know, pretty closely followed. It's it, it's part of my world. <laughs> yeah, right. And gymnastics and everything. Um, but she's also, 
you know, in her way, she's elevating just awareness around the sport too. She's bringing in fans who might not necessarily know about gymnastics. So that's the way it seems most people are looking at it. Like, look, this is great. If for whatever reason people are following her on TikTok and say, I'd like to go see her do what she does, and I might not be familiar with gymnastics, and they're they're filling these gyms and and places where they have these tournaments. Now, they may not be interested in gymnastics at all. We should point that out. That's true. But they're in the door, Chelsea, and you think that's a good thing. Um, I do. I mean, it's, it is, it's, it's getting exposure and stuff. And I will say it's, it's best if they are respectful, you know, to everybody, to all the competitors. Um, but yeah. You've competed on the biggest stage on the planet. You've competed in the Olympics. So, and the people who are there watching you in that moment are there to see world-class gymnastics. I wonder if you can put yourself in a situation where if you're just one of these other ladies on the LSU team, and there's all this going around. You mentioned, like, and, and she had to put out to her, she calls them her supporters, hey, cool if you're here for the first time to see gymnastics, but you have to respect my fellow athletes. Yes, and that, I do appreciate that she, she did stuff like that. And, I, and yes, that, that would be, like, the big message, too, to send. Yes, you're great to see me. You're here to support me. But also, this is a sporting event. We take this seriously. Um, you know, we've worked hard our entire lives for these competitions. Um, so yes, be, be respect, excuse me, be respectful when you're here supporting Olympic gold medalist, Chelsea Memel joining us on Wisconsin's morning news from West Dallas. So Chelsea, I guess one question I'd have with this is that, um, we've had some conversation. We've heard from some folks who say, uh, was a professor from Stanford who says that this is a step back for women's sports because we've gone so far, you know, there's, there's the WNBA, there, we, we've seen so much steps forward, especially with soccer and whatnot, that by doing this, again, it, it's using the assets outside of the, uh, outside of the talent of athleticism to even move further ahead, that that's actually a step backward. What do you think? Um, that's a tough one, but also it's, it's, it's a personal, it's what she's choosing to do you know that it, it is a personal thing um but again it is still bringing people in the doors you know what's interesting i'm sorry go ahead chelsea no 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 it's fine yeah well what's interesting to me is you know we pay attention to gymnastics much like some other and, and oh, i will grant you gymnastics is growing in popularity as a fan sport that case in point right here but, you know, typically yep. most of us pay attention to gymnastics every four years during the Olympics, yep. and you have yep. that tightest of windows to find some way to capitalize on that. Hopefully you're on that team that ends up on the Wheaties box. But outside of that, man, your window to capitalize on your hard work for literally decades is very small. Mm-hmm. It is minuscule. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it is. And, I mean, I... When I was training, social media was just like in its infancy, so there really wasn't anything like this, and it is continually growing and changing. Um, so there, there are now becoming more opportunities for athletes, for gymnasts, for women, anybody to, you know, be able to bring in other kinds of revenue. Um, so it, it, it's a lot different world, I would say, in that aspect. Um, but it is bringing in more fans who aren't just paying attention when the Olympics come around. How's the family, Chelsea? The little one's going to be doing gymnastics? 
They are actually this this year they both have started competing and it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so exciting to watch them. It's so fun. That's, What's that's gotta be intimidating though, if Olympian mom comes walking in and sits down in the bleachers. Oh well, of course they're gonna win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder what's harder yeah, for you. Is it harder is it harder for you being on the floor doing your thing or watching them do their thing? What makes you more nervous? Um, well, you know, right now they're in that stage where I just want them to have fun and enjoy it. Yeah, cool. So I don't get super nervous for what they're going to do. Um, but, you know, I think that'll change once they get older and if they really decide to, you know, to want to do this and this is the avenue that they want to go. So then I think any sport they would choose, I would be nervous for them but right now it's just about fun world champion gymnast and olympic medalist chelsea memo with us on wisconsin's morning news so great to catch up with you chelsea and best wishes to the kids and thanks for uh helping work through this with us thank you thanks for having me one of the best here's a great text on this uh talking about the olivia situation livy uh, a good example of the existing double standard good-looking male athletes do this all the time that's from luann Right. Well, like I said, would if I could. Right. Yeah. Post more pictures <laughs> know, of yourself. I just know it wouldn't <laughs> help me. Eight thirty nine on Wisconsin's morning news. Eight forty one on Wisconsin's morning news. Wanted to bring this to your attention today because it's been in the news lately. You might be wondering why is this back in the news from something that happened over the summer. Kind of an interesting play here. A woman's now been charged, according to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, with homicide by intoxicated use of a motor vehicle. She was behind the wheel of a car when it plowed into uh, one of those waiting platforms for the Milwaukee Hop streetcar downtown. And that happened over the summer. Latoya Island, she's 40 years old. She was a passenger in that car, and she was killed in the crash. Now, Ms. Island's mother, Terry Roby, held an event over the weekend uh, would have been her daughter's birthday, I guess, uh, Saturday or Sunday. And she wanted to call the attention to what she thinks is a dangerous spot on our streets. I'll read her quote to you from uh, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. I would like the city to reevaluate this area, put up a different guard there, put something around it so it doesn't happen, Roby said. This is not a safe place for people to travel to. She also mentions perhaps the railings could be painted in a different color to be more visible. She adds that she thinks the city should provide better lighting and signage at the intersection. And it made me think about just the current debate that we're having about how to deal with reckless driving in the city. And with great respect for the tragedy in this woman's life and sensitivity to the life lost here, police say the driver in this case admitted to drinking and smoking marijuana before the crash. And it goes to the point that that I've been making about the measures we're talking about in Milwaukee to curb reckless driving. The city officials want to see actually not fewer, but more impediments in the road. They talk about jutting out curbs. So they go further that eliminates people from passing on the right. They want to put cones and other things all over the place, speed humps, raised crosswalks, so-called traffic calming measures. One, I've argued that that's not going to fix a problem like this. And this is case in point. It may actually even make it worse. If there's more stuff in the roadway, and a drunk driver hits it, the likelihood that that person is going to have calamitous results is even greater. And again, with respect to this grieving mother, the problem in this case was not a poorly designed street project. It was the woman who may have been both drunk and high getting behind the wheel and killing her friend. And we have to address behavior at that level before we worry about 
what's in each intersection and how far out the curb extends. 843 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Wisconsin's Morning News 847, and I want to bring in Karen because she has an interesting perspective on what we were just talking about with the roads and traffic calming measures. Thanks for calling the show, Karen. Hi there. Um, We just moved here from Portland, Oregon, where they've narrowed three-lane streets down to one lane each direction with bump-outs and bike bike lanes and um, made it just about impassable for the average driver and unless you want to take the entire population and send them back to driver's school to try and figure out how to navigate these new streets it's going to be a traffic nightmare really now that's not why you moved here is it an engineer designs it on a computer uh well (laughs) that's one of the reasons but also we want it out of portland but uh, (laughs) well but that being one of the reasons engineer looks at it at a computer screen yeah, well, I, I is. honestly, is. not to pick on Portland, because I think it's a beautiful place, and I would I have family in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, they're up more in the Seattle area, but I remember driving through Portland once and thinking, we, this should be a destination. I would love to come see this place, but I hear more and more stories like that of like, boy, in the interest you know, of well-intentioned people, they've made it really hard for people to live here. It's, it's very hard to get around, and the main... Um, objective was to force people to use mass transit. That's what they claim there. They don't want people driving at all. They want you on a bus or a max train. Well, I sure appreciate the perspective, and welcome to Wisconsin. We'll take good care of you. Thanks for calling, Karen. That's interesting. You hear Portland looks like a beautiful place, but (laughs) it's not the same place, I guess. Hey, you know who's having a birthday today? I do. You've got the utensils, the food, the charcoal, the gas... Are you a gas or a charcoal guy? It depends on what I eat. Say, uh, rabbit. Gas. Gas. Definitely gas. Pork? Pork? I don't get much gas from pork. Pork is nice. <laughs> there it is, everybody. Did he ask him rabbit? <laughs> it started with rabbit. Rabbit? Went to pork. Who's grilling rabbit? <laughs> that was a little Jimmy Powell in there. For Uke's birthday. Uke, 89 years old today. Big convention at the uh, Players Hotel here. Lobby filled with animal lookalikes. People dressed up as as animals. animals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. For real. Yeah, they're wearing actual uh, costumes, have their faces painted. and Kind of a weird look, but uh, I guess that's their thing. So what's up with that? I, I, I noticed some of that going on in the lobby today. I did, too. I uh, I got bit by one. And uh, I liked it, I might add. <laughs> <laughs> it's always like one more. It would have been fine if that ended at any point, and he's always got more. Yep. Always takes it one step further. So happy birthday to Mr. Baseball. They're back at it not too long from now. Now, he goes down for spring training still, right? Oh, yeah. He'll do the home games. Wouldn't the have it any games. other way. Yeah. He'll be down there. 89. And still just crushing it. Still funny as ever. Mm-hmm. I've been a, a couple of years probably since I've seen you in person, like since we've connected uh, either through work or I did play golf with him once. How'd that go? It was the first time I'd met him and I played golf with him. We played a full, whole 18 holes. Uh, a friend of ours invited me to play with and he knows Bob. And so it was the first time I'd actually met him. And so 
first of all, talk about it, like intimidated, yeah, right? Yeah. Plus, at the time, I wasn't even as good a golfer as I am now, and I'm not a good golfer, right? So just all of that going around. But then it kept feeling like an out-of-body experience, because when he talks, it's Bob Euchre talking. Yeah, you hear his voice, right? Isn't that crazy? But he's talking to me mm-hmm. about my golf shot or about whatever. It's dog leg left there, Vinny. No, nah, yeah, all right, Vincey. You can, you'll find it in there. Yeah. No, nah, that's a good shot. My, uh, I got to introduce him to my kids, and that oh, was pretty cool. awesome. He let yeah. uh, my oldest hold his World Series ring. Uh, which was pretty cool, and he he could not have been nicer. He told jokes with him, and uh, my my boys will never forget that now. So they got that one of the greats of all time. He oh another funny story that he's told. I told this this morning. Just a, one of those again random like euchre moments. I'm just listening in the car, and it was some garden variety game in the middle of summer, and Uke's being Uke, and I can't remember why he was talking about the zoo. He's talking about our Milwaukee County Zoo, and he just throws in there. You know what? I like to visit the zoo after hours. Yeah, you know, you go in there, climb the fence, get inside the cages, up close to the animals. That's when I like to go. You're like, Anybody else pops off like that? I could see our text line like, you're telling people to sneak into the zoo. That's not good. But you just, nah, that's when I like to go. Get up close to the animals. Mr. Baseball will be back on the radio soon enough. That's our game broadcast for today. Um, It doesn't seem like it, but it is. And uh, we'll greet you next from Arizona um, on the 25th of February. So put that on your calendar right now. <laughs> Kent, write that down for us. <laughs> nice job, Kent. It will be the Brewers <laughs> and the Dodgers. <laughs> so if you're thinking about Arizona, take <laughs> it around arm. the 25th <laughs> of February. Put away the snow plow and come on out. <laughs> WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. on Wisconsin's Morning News. A Thursday morning, Tracy Johnson is in for Steve coming up to take it all the way till noon. You just wanted to let that that song ride. I did. I I kind of did, too. I just let it play it out. (laughs) (laughs) What did Bill O'Reilly say? To play us out. What's that mean, to play us out? There's no words there. We'll do it live. So so I I have a question for you guys. Uh, So I'm on my way in today, and obviously the traffic was terrible. It's terrible right now. Really? What, is it like this? The light dusting of snow, or <laughs> and just people don't know how to drive in it, okay. and it's just you know. So the people who are broken down on the road, I, I feel for you. But my question for you is: Have you ever miscalculated your time getting to the station and like missed your show? Because I was having major <laughs> anxiety about being late because I can't call this in. Yeah, I mean, like for us, a little different story on that because, you know, we literally get up in the middle of the night to come here. So in terms of anticipating a traffic issue or whatever, like it's largely always the same. Okay. Once in a while, you got overnight construction that you weren't counting on. So you're like, oh, the freeway is closed today, but we generally build in enough pad time. All right. Well, one time I was actually doing a, a like a spot on TV, on yeah. WTMJ uh, TV, and it was on Capitol Drive. And... The road was closed. There was like a flood or something. Oh. It was literally closed. And it was probably six blocks from the studio. And I, I freaked out. And I pulled over. And I parked in like the parking lot of the Dollar General or whatever. And I yeah. ran there. Good for and, you. 
Did yeah, you make it? I did. I look like a drowned rat. But okay, well, I, on so, time is on time. Did I make it? <laughs> did I make my slot? So you're as we fine. Called it? Right, you're fine. you're fine. Face for TV, right? A face <laughs> for radio. I'll tell you, being on the other side of that, wondering if your interview is showing up, that's not a great place to be either. <laughs> you just I wing don't it. Know. She says she's coming. Uh, like, well, are we doing this or not? That happens more time than you'd realize. <laughs> yes. No, so it's great. But we we have a, a great show today. We're actually going to have a little fun. I know there's a lot of. I'm in favor of that. Yeah, we're I'm, we're going to have a little bit of fun today. So. Uh, uh, tipping is making headlines today, and uh, people are kind of saying, you know, I think we're tipping too much. So I, I'm going to want to get some reaction on that. And then uh, Northridge Mall, there was a big uh, lawsuit that might be coming to a head right now. I'm going to break down what that means. Um, I have a little bit of experience in that conversation working yeah. in the real estate community. I think lots of great options for that space. And then Following along the line of real estate, we're going to talk about all these apartments in uh, the southeastern Wisconsin region and what that means. We'll talk about is the American dream of owning a home dead. Uh, and, and does anybody care? Like and the does young anybody ones? care? I right. hope so. I'm going to no, talk no, about I mean, it. <laughs> <laughs> not does anybody care about the topic, but right. right. If we're all living in apartments instead of homes or things like that, right? Does, is that just, just fine for many people? Well, I, I think there's a, bit, a big problem with it. So I'll, I'll break that down throughout the show. Tracy is in for Steve next on WTMJ.